Good morning on this Sunday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. If you stop and consider the book of uh, Psalms 119, verse 105, and you begin to look at it and meditate on it, you begin to see how much that one little verse covers for our walk with the Lord. The scripture is real simple. It says, your word is a lamp unto my feet. It's a light unto my path. Therefore, it's talking about our spiritual walk. But it's also talking about our capability of seeing and being able to walk in that light that is given. The scripture says that the Lord will order our path. Uh, he'll order our feet. He'll order our our very plans and life and everything if we commit it unto him. And we had taken from that and gone to the book of Numbers. And we were talking about Balaam. And of course, we had been talking about other individuals. When it comes to having your eyes open to be able to see spiritual eyes more than anything. And then talking about being able to walk in the light. Then we concluded yesterday, as we were talking in the book of First John, <clears throat> in chapter 1, talking about walking in the light. Now, part of that has to do with walking in that which has been unveiled and revealed to us. Walking in that light. Of course, we can't walk in something that we haven't known or something that we don't know, or something that hasn't been brought to our attention yet, but we can walk in the revealed Word of God, and then that lights up enough for our feet and for our path, so that we can walk that much. But if we stray off the path and go a different way, if we uh, don't consider the light and ignore it, or if we don't open our eyes and are willing and obedient, then our disobedience and rebellion to the Word of God is going to have consequences in our lives. So here in the story of uh, Balaam, he there was actually consequences in his life. He he wanted gain. He he wanted money. He wanted to do what he did, and eventually he does tell the king uh, what to do, and they. They do it, and the children of Israel uh, intermarry, both the, the men and the women, with the, the, the people of another nation. And, of course, it brings about a problem with them, a sin, and they are judged for it. But then, of course, it's taken care of afterwards. Well, let's begin where we were reading yesterday. And... In Numbers chapter 24, verse 2 and 3 and 4, he repeats this phrase so many times, he himself talking, talking about Balaam. It says in verse 2, verse 3, verse 4, verse 15, and verse 16, it says, almost a repetition, but it says, And Balaam lifted up his eyes, and he saw 
Israel abiding in tents according to their tribe, and the Spirit of God came upon him. And he took up his parable and said, Balaam the son of Bor has said, The man whose eyes are open. Verse 4, And he said, which heard the words of God. Of course, we had the hearing capacity here included. Which saw the vision of the Almighty falling into a trance, but having his eyes open. And he took up his parable and said, Balaam, son of Bor, has said, The man whose eyes are open has said. And then said verse uh, number 16, He has said, which heard the words of God, and knew the knowledge of the Most High, which saw the vision of the Almighty falling into a trance, but having his eyes open. So here we see the importance that in these verses, over and over and over, it says having his eyes open. Well, this is, this is important because by now, the events that had taken place in chapter 22 where he had been beating upon his uh, uh, donkey or his animal, uh, he did not have his eyes open. And he was going down the wrong path, and it was going to result in him being destroyed by the angel of the Lord. And the angel three times uh, gave a warning, and the donkey was able to see that, or the, the animal was able to see that. And avoided, but Balaam had gotten mad, of course, was beaten on the on the poor animal. And we may have to review that again a little over. But uh, once again, we also talked about Jonah. That he went and preached to Nineveh that in 40 days they were going to be destroyed. He didn't want to do that. Nonetheless, eventually, uh, we know the story about Jonah and the big fish or well that swallowed him up. And he did go, and he did preach, and the city did repent. But then, of course, about 150 years later or so, it was destroyed. And we had learned from there, uh, basically, that God wants us to understand that his purposes will stand. So, now we're, we're going to go ahead and enter into where we left off. In First John, in chapter 1, in verse 1, that which we... That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, and which we have seen with our own eyes, which we have looked upon with our own hands and have handled the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness to it, and show it unto you, show it, show it unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us. We that which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that you might also have fellowship. Now, when we had introduced the word fellowship yesterday, it is the Greek word koinonia. And, and basically it means to have things in common. Uh, uh, there, there is in the use of that word the idea of a partnership a participation, uh, there is a, a, a benefaction, a communication, a communion, a distribution. So there is a lot of action taking place with the word fellowship. Normally we think of fellowship as something that uh, basically Christians do. 
they have fellowship at church. But that is actually a misconception and a misuse of the word uh, fellowship. Because not everybody has fellowship. Fellowship is not what we do just in church, but it is more of what we do outside of church. When Paul talked about fellowship in the context here, he is, or John talked about fellowship, he is talking about the things that Paul mentioned, uh, bearing one another's burdens, praying for one another, and, and things like that. A lot of the things that Paul mentioned that are mentioned by John as far as fellowship is concerned are things that are done outside the context of a religious service. But most of our fellowship, sometimes people consider it just simply uh, just saying hello to someone or just greeting someone, but it has to do with much more than that. Paul goes on, or, or John goes on to say, that which we have seen and heard, we declare it unto you. See, the word of God. In other words, we want to show you the path. And that path is ultimately reaching the fellowship that is connected with the Father, that is connected with Jesus, the fellowship that is between the Father and the Son, the fellowship that is between us, the apostles, and the Father and the Son, and then the fellowship that is to be also gained between you walking the path as a believer to be able to have that fellowship that we as apostles have developed and enjoyed, and that same fellowship that the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit all share too. They have everything in common, if we were to think of it that way. They all have the same power. They have all the uh, same knowing. They have the same presence. They, ha they, they have everything in common, if we look at it that way. The early church in the book of Acts talks about that they had everything in common. The word common there is they had everything in fellowship. It belonged one to another. Nobody had any need because they were really in fellowship. They, they saw somebody in need and they helped meet that need. They saw someone hurting and they helped heal that hurting person. They, they were involved in walking a path that had been set forth by the apostles teaching the people that we have seen with our eyes and we have heard with our ears and we have partaken with our hands in walking with that, with that fellowship with the Lord. It says in Hebrews that the Lord was working with them everywhere they went and preached the gospel. In the book of Hebrews, in chapter number 2, in verse number 4, that the Lord was working with them. They just didn't do anything on their own because many times 
basically we just make a decision, oh, let's, let's just do this. Or let's just do that. And assume that it's of the Lord just because we decided that we wanted to do it. There are times when the Lord may work that way in our lives. But uh, for the most part, we have to seek him and wait for him for his direction. He is the one that knows the path. It says in Hebrews 2, 3, it says, How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him? It says in Hebrews uh, 2, 4, God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders, and with divers miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit, according to his own will. God bearing them witness. And of course, in the book of uh, Mark, in chapter number 16, it also gives us a clue that the Lord was working with them, in that it says this, uh, chapter 16, and it's... Uh, well, probably the last two verses there, if we read, it says, <clears throat> so, the, so then, uh, verse 19, So then, after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat at the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. See what it says in Hebrews of what it says here in verse 19 and 20 goes to show us that they were in fellowship with the Lord. They were walking the path. Their light and the light of the Father, the light of Jesus, the light of the Holy Spirit was truly illuminating the path so that they could see it. What they were seeing was also what they had heard. Just like we look at Balaam. What he saw and what he heard. They go tied together. We must hide and keep that word which we hear. Because that is going to be the light for our feet. Your word is a lamp. It's a lamp. It's a lamp unto my feet. It's a, it's a light unto my feet. It's a lamp. Uh, it's a light unto my path. It's a lamp unto my feet. So, uh, well, anyway, the scripture basically teaches us that as we hear the word of God and we obey the word of God, then the path is laid open before us to be able to start walking and entering into the fellowship that has been set before us by the apostles, by the Lord Jesus, beginning with him and the Heavenly Father. We look at the relationship between them both. And then we see the relationship between the apostles and the Lord Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And then we enter into that fellowship that they had entered into also but it all begins by what we hear, obeying and willing to obey and walking in that light. Then that path is set forth before us where we can clearly see what it is that the Lord wants to accomplish 
in our lives. Well, we've run out of time. Join us again tomorrow on Monday. We'll pick up then. But until then, keep looking up our Redeemer and redemption draw near. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen.